The EP Podcast. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found. And always at theeppodcast.com. I decided I need to get more organized. Seriously. Like, like this... This last couple of months has proven to me with the broadcast basement on demand radio network and this show, the EP podcast and socks in the basement and Southside pod and all the other shows that are coming out of here, all for my nine foot homemade Oak bar right here in my basement. I need organization. That's why Colleen Klimzak is going to be joining me this episode of the EP podcast. My name is Chris. Her name is Colleen. She's a professional organizer from right here in Evergreen Park. We got to talking. We've been friends for a little while. And I was like, you need to come on this show and fix me. Because I'm telling you, when I started doing this, I never felt as overwhelmed as I have over the last couple of months. But you're also doing more. You're you're, you're putting out a lot more, too. So there's that. I give presentations. So like the next 30 seconds or so, it will sound like the intro okay. to my, right, to, my, right. to my presentation. Um, I am a certified professional organizer. So I have been an organizer for 19 years I've been in business, um, which is still astonishing to me. My business is older than my youngest child. Um, and I really do go into people's homes and businesses and help them get organized. So as an example, um, today I actually offered a, I presented to a group in Florida yesterday okay. for a wellness fair. Like, how cool is that? Um, and it was about the benefits, the health benefits of clearing clutter and getting organized and stressing less. Um, so today I did a, an hour presentation, um, a professional development on time management and productivity for some um, HR professionals. And then I worked for three hours at a client's house in Palis. Um, and what do you do at a client house? You walk yeah. in there and you go, hey. <laughs> you you got to throw out the garbage. Like, I mean, like, how bad is it when you walk in? Are you getting hoarders? Are you just getting people that do things well, like filing paperwork? Like, what, what are you more likely to get? Are you more likely to get people that you're like, where do you keep your bills? And they're like, it's in that big giant bin over there. And then there's a pile over here. Or are you getting people that like you walk in and there's trash and you find a cat under the couch that's been dead for six months? Like, what are you finding? So, um... Yes and yes. Yes and yes. Um, yes and yes. Oh my God. Um, it wasn't cats. It was fish. Oh, fish um, under the couch? No, it was fish in a. Oh, it was fish in it was a fish in, in a plastic aquarium. Bag. Okay. And they were dead. They were. Yeah. Yeah. This is probably a good a time as any to remind people that the EP podcast is brought to you proudly by the First National Bank of Evergreen Park. Go visit them in that iconic building at 95th and Pulaski. Statement saving special 2.5% APY. They've got CD specials right now at 3% for 11 months or a 26 month CD at 3.25. Your child's bright financial future starts with learning good money habits early in life. Help them get ahead with a junior savers account from the First National Bank of Evergreen Park. With that account, they earn interest on every dollar they deposit and they watch their money grow. Show your kids how fun and rewarding saving can be. Set them up for success. Stop in 95th of Pulaski. Visit them today. No minimum deposit to open. And until they turn 22, they don't have to worry about minimum balance or anything like that. The First National Bank of Evergreen Park, member FDIC. Now, Colleen, besides that story that sounds like it involved a hoarder, that isn't what you normally do. What do you, what do you more commonly do? What was more common is the, I have this heap of mail. <laughs> 
what do you want me to do with this heap of mail? That makes more right. sense. So, yeah. so if you have somebody in your life, or maybe it's you, that you are worried about uh, might be a hoarder, the Institute for Challenging Disorganization, so it's the ICD, um, but if you Google that, Institute for Challenging Disorganization, they actually have a tab on there that's got resources for um, for family members, for community members. It's not just organizers like me. And um, it gives you kind of a like a spreadsheet that you can print up and it can actually walk you through the just how bad is this situation. Um, but more of my clients are the like today's client was we're trying to clear out a couple couple different households. They kind of combined households. And so it's still, you know, milled around downstairs. And what she's really working towards is getting that cleared out so she can refinish the basement. We've got a pile of things to donate. We've got a pile of things that's rubbish. We've got a pile of things that she plans to use so in the help, new space. You, you have yeah. people, you help people make a decision. Oh, decision because, making is huge. Because we did a thing this summer you would have enjoyed, I think. Where I rented a dumpster. Oh, very gratifying. And I put the dumpster <laughs> in the driveway and I told everybody, you've got four days to figure out what you're throwing out. And then I'm filling the dumpster. Nice. And you got to figure out what's important to you. And I tossed, I, I filled the dumpster, Colleen. And I still don't feel like I got it all out. Like I could have used a second dumpster. It's yeah. amazing the amount of crap that people <laughs> keep in their house. It but, is. But one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on the show is maybe about a month ago, you heard this, you 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 commented on this to me when, when I saw you. About a month ago, I said, hey, I want feedback from listeners on things that they would like to change, to add, to subtract, to make better on the EP podcast. Uh, you know, I've been thinking about this. You got to refresh every once in a while. And I kind of put that out there. I got a lot of comments. I got something coming up here later in the show that I'm going to announce. It's going to be kind of a new take on something we've been doing for a while. That's coming up. And then I realized throughout the process that the things that I wanted to add, the things I wanted to change, the things I wanted to, I had like all these ideas after I heard from people. I don't have the time to do it. Oh, yes. I am so scattered. And I run into these situations where I will sit there and make a list on a, on a piece of paper and I will fill the piece of paper, and then I'll look at it and be like, well, there's no way I'm doing that in eight hours. <laughs> That's so too overwhelming. Then I feel defeated by the time I get to the end of the day because I haven't done it. So I think one of the main reasons I had you come over is I've got to figure out how to be more organized. I have something like six podcasts on this network. I've got three of them that I am like the main driving force upon. I mean, sure, it makes money. I feed my family with it, but I get to the end of every day and go, Phew, what did I just do? I'm exhausted. So when somebody comes to you with that kind of problem, what's the first thing that you ask them? Um, it's actually very similar to the clutter question, because what we're trying to get at is what's important, what's important to you, right? So um, so I can look at the things around the broadcast basement and I could ask you that question, but yeah. it's the same thing in your business, right? And so sometimes I go into people's homes and we talk, or homes or businesses, and we talk about the paper. But very often, especially with my coaching clients, um, it is the, I have these 10 things that I could do any given day. How do I decide which one to do today? Right. Right. How do I know what is important? And so um, I'm just going to use an example. Dwight D. Eisenhower. Turns out Dwight D. Eisenhower is a very organized guy. He's a military guy. Um, but there's something called the Eisenhower box. And I actually talked about this today on um, the professional development with the HR directors. And uh, so what it does is it looks at what's important and what's urgent, 
right? So important means things that are going to move you forward. We just have to step back and acknowledge you're a rock star, all right? Six Who pod. are you talking about? <laughs> Me? You. No, I'm not. Six pod. That's awesome. So like I said, take a moment and go, yay. All right. Yes. Okay, cool. Um, but now what? Right? Like, how do I keep that going? Yeah, because I can't do more. How do I delegate? How do I know what's really important? Um, absolutely. So, so um, Eisenhower, if you want to Google the idea, whoever's listening, um, it's the Eisenhower box, but it really talks about important and urgent items. And so, you know, um, what was important for me today was to be on time for that Zoom call at nine um, was for me to go and organize with my clients from 12 to three and for me to be at your house, right? Okay. Like those are the boulders, you know, those were important and urgent because they were time specific. Now I've also got that crazy list that you have of all the other things that, you know, we wanted to get accomplished today. And so then we kind of have to triage it like we would in an ER, you know, or, um, you know, we, we have to decide I don't want to go down that medical analogy too much, but like, what is the most pressing issue? Right. What's going to live and what's going to die? <laughs> I said I wasn't going down there. Okay. <laughs> Let's get morbid, Polly. Which one of my hopes and dreams on my uh, list, my no. ideas are going to die today? Is that what you're saying? We're not saying dead cats under the couch. Yeah. We're not saying you're, dead fish in the aquarium. Right. Okay. No. What are you no. going to murder that I care so much about? Is it going to be the, the consulting uh, company that I'm thinking about doing or... Is it this new podcast idea over have over here? Or like what are we murdering today? See, because that's the thing. Anything. It, feels We're not. Like, it feels like you're murdering some oh of my, my things I want to do. Wow, that went dark fast. <laughs> um that is so not where I wanted to go. So instead of murdering people, um Ideas. I wasn't murdering people. You know what? I never, I will never run out of ideas. Yeah. Ideas come to me. All day, every day. I, I have too many of them, and then I can't figure out what's important exactly. and what I should follow. All and that's day, the problem. every day. Right. Um, like, I, you know, I I, hmm, I want to start a podcast with my friend Chris for my business. Um, and I have the content, and I have the ideas. And so what I did was I actually asked, um, I have an assistant. Yeah. And she's virtual. She doesn't even live in this state. Um, she lives two states away. And there are lots of things that we can have people do for us. But let me get back to the prioritizing. Figuring out what's important, right? So, you know, if I had to, I am only going to extrapolate on what I know of you. So please, this is not a- Go for it. This is not a no, to-do. This, this is not a task. You're this the is... liveliest guest I've had in a while. You go for it, okay, Colleen? You go ahead and you psychoanalyze me. You no, kill my dreams. No, 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 You tell me what I should do and what I shouldn't do. And, and tell me what a mess I am. Go for it. Uh, never, never, never. But I do know, like, I can just guess. So the business is important, right? It's, Obviously. Well, yeah. I mean, if the business doesn't work out, I'm screwed. Uh, and I'm I'm with you. I'm right. a solo entrepreneur. Folks, you got to listen to the EP podcast or the Lanuti <laughs> children. They don't, they don't get to eat. That's um, how this works. Um, so, uh, you know, your kids are, your family is important to you. Um, the business is important to you. Um, your community here is important to you. Like we have those things that are important to us. And then we have the, ooh, I think I need to go buy a potato farm in, you know, Idaho. And you're like, where did that idea come from? No, that has nothing to do with any of those other things that I wanted to get accomplished today. So um, what I would suggest typically um, is having a way to capture the ideas, right? So they're not like distracting us. That's brain clutter, if you want to think of it that way. 
I have a bullet journal here with me, um, which is where I capture my ideas or digitally on Evernote or something like that. And then it really is looking at them, at the ideas in front of me on the page and saying, you know, what is going to move me forward today? Both important, like it's going to feed my goals and put the Lanuti children through school or the Klimzak children through school and what is also really time specific. So there's things that I can do you know, first things first, I'm going to do the things that generate revenue. And then once that part is done and it's done well, that's great. And then I'm going to go on to the things that will continue to make me revenue, right? So, you know, first things first is recording your current stable of people, this right? right? Absolutely. Right. And then from here, like once I accomplish that, looking at the list and saying, okay, so what would be the next most important thing? What would be the, and, and, and this is just in terms of the business, maybe when you and I are done, the next most important thing is to go hang out with your family or. Oh, God, they're so far down the list. (laughs) (laughs) EP podcast listeners, if you've been injured at work, you need a team that will do what it takes to fight for your rights. The insurance companies only care about one thing, their bottom line. At the law offices of Parente and Norum, their team has the experience, dedication, and proven results it takes to get you the care and compensation you deserve. They have recovered over $400 million for their injured clients and their loved ones. For a free case evaluation, call or text them today, 312-641-5926, or visit pninjurylaw.com. Colleen Klimzak down here for a few more minutes, and then uh, I have kind of a a fun thing I'm going to wrap up that started a couple of years ago here on the EP Podcast and introduce something new that's coming up in a couple of weeks. Colleen, you just heard me talking about one of the wonderful companies that supports this show. You came on. You're helping me out. I want you to plug how people can get a hold of you as well. Um, So my company's name is Peace of Mind Professional Organizing, LLC. Um, Again, I've been in business since 2003. Um, I have a website, peaceofmindpo.com. I have a Facebook page. If you hop over to peaceofmindpo.com, you can take the drop-down menu and subscribe to my newsletter. I send it out every Tuesday. You can text peace of mind to 22828, and then it'll walk you through a, a menu, and you can subscribe that way. So that's a great way to keep in touch with me, and I share lots of organizing topics, coaching topics, upcoming community events. You can find me in all kinds of ways. So. All right. So I want to tell you a story. Okay. And then I need your advice. Oh, all right. Okay. So I got the water bill here in Evergreen Park. Okay. First of all, the water bill is the most ridiculous bill that you get because it comes once every three months. So you as an organizer, I'm sure, Mm -hmm. roll your eyes at the idea of not getting it monthly Because you start to think to yourself like, oh, look, I got this little bit extra money in my budget. And then boom, three months of charges. Like imagine if the gas bill came every three months or the electric bill came every three months. Or it was like, hey, by the way, we haven't charged it for the last six months of uh, cable TV, but here it is all at once. Like that's what it feels like when the water bill shows up. Yeah. Okay. Now I get the water bill and I know it's going to be huge, Colleen, Mm -hmm. because I bought a pool this summer. (laughs) I didn't want to judge, but yeah. I was like, you want a water bill, yeah. and then you bought a pool. Yeah. You bought your pool. Yeah. Okay. So Tell I me knew, more. I knew it was going to be big, and I was prepared for this. So the bill shows up, and of course, it's huge. 
But the problem is I'm looking at my water bill and what it does is it tells me in thousands of gallons how many thousands of gallons that I've used. A lot of them because I just filled up a giant pool. (laughs) And it charges me a fee Mm -hmm. for the water that I used. But if you look at your Evergreen Park water bill, it also charges you about $2 and some cents for sewage. And it marked on there that I used 45,000 gallons of water, and then I used 45,000 gallons of sewage. And I was like, that isn't right, because it's all in the pool. (laughs) Do you understand? I do. Now, I'm not talking about hundreds of dollars here, because it's like two bucks per thousand gallons, right? But, and I'm sure some of that went into the sewer. Like, I didn't, like, I mean, I showered or things, but the pool water is in the pool. So I call the water department here in Evergreen Park <laughs> and I tell the guy, I got a stupid question for you. It's not really a stupid question, but I question. know that yes. I'm going to, I know what I'm going to get as an answer, but I just got to satisfy this in me. <laughs> and I say, if I have all that water in my pool, how do you say that I use, because it, it says right on the bill, mm-hmm. it's the exact same number. Right. So to me, it's like, you. I asked him, do you have a meter on the water? He goes, yeah. I'm like, do you have a meter on the sewer? And he responded to me like I was an idiot. Like, of course we don't have a meter on the sewer. I'm like, how do you know how much sewage I'm using? And he goes, well, eventually all that water will end up in the sewer. And this blew my mind because immediately I was like, now, wait a minute. What about when I drink a glass of water? I go over to my parents' house in Mount Green when I use the bathroom. That water was transferred there. What about the water my body absorbs? What about the fact that water in the summertime slowly evaporates out of the pool? That doesn't go into the sewer. And even if I drain the pool, unless I run a tank into the sewer, into the Evergreen Park sewer, it just becomes part of the groundwater. And if you're going to argue that groundwater becomes part of the sewer, then that means all of our water bills should be higher when it's a heavily rained upon month. And I'm sitting there and I'm trying to explain this to this guy, but I can tell in the conversation, nothing I say is really going to make it's a difference. not going anywhere. I'm going to end up having to pay this stupid yes, bill. Yes, you are. And again, it's really only probably like 30 or $40 of extra charges for the sewer water that never went in the sewer, but it has consumed me now. It has. It has really, it has bothered me for the last four or five days. It has consumed me with how annoyed I am that I have to pay for sewage that I didn't use. I okay? understand. And yes. <laughs> how do I, as an organizer, I need your advice. How do I break out of something that I'm stuck upon? Got because it. this oh. is stuck in my brain, uh-huh. this annoyance over it to the point that when my kids drink water, I think to myself, I just got charged <laughs> for that water going down the drain. It never went down the drain. It went into their bodies. And now they're going to go to their high school and they're going to use the bathroom because they just drank it before they walked out the door. They're going to deposit that water into the city sewers because they're over at Brother Ice and Mother Macaulay, and I'm getting charged for it. That's ridiculous. You're hilarious. (laughs) I hear all your words. I totally get it. So what 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 they're saying is if it came into your house, we're just assuming. We're just assuming. Right. It's crazy talk. We're just assuming that it went out. Right. Now, in my really, really long ago, when I still lived in Kalamazoo, Michigan, right. I worked at a pool store. So I know exactly how much water is in. It's so absurd. Like, right? So what the village is saying 
I don't want you to solve the village. They're well, never no. going to fix this. So this what is they're a, saying this is, is we don't have a better way mind. of right. measuring this right. other than what went in is what came out. Right. That's really all they've got. Right. But again, the human body is like 80% water. <laughs> Most of the water I'm drinking is going into my body. You're assuming when I drink tap water that it's going out in the sewer, even if I use my bathroom exclusively. <laughs> The entirety of the water is not going into your sewer. That's what I'm trying to say. We exhale how much moisture? Like, right. come on. The, the idea you're charging me for all the moisture, when I know that's how clouds are formed, <laughs> and those clouds are never ending up in the sewer, Colleen, that bothered me. And I can't. It should. You, see, you can tell I've been thinking about this, <laughs> and it's driving me nuts. So what would be the ideal outcome? I don't know. They give me 40 bucks back. And I'll, that would I'll be nice. Yeah. That would They're be nice. They're not going to do that, though. They're not going to do right? that. Instead, what pro- instead will probably happen is the next time I see the mayor, she's going to roll her eyes at me. She'll be like, you're ridiculous. You know, I got to wonder from a village standpoint, why do they even say sewage? Why don't they just charge you like 10, do- 10 cents more a gallon of Right. Why water? not? If that's the way why you do it. Why is that even? Why not just charge me 12 bucks for water instead of $10 for right. water and 2 bucks for sewage? Then I would have never gotten upset about it. <laughs> I would have been like, oh, it's 12 bucks for water. I don't know how much water goes for. I don't know how it works, right? So what we are obsessing about, and this is not psychoanalyzing, because so not what my new, mm -mm. Um, you feel the disparity. Yes. Right? Like, okay, this is crazy. So the other solutions could be if they hadn't even told you. What I'm trying to do is figure out how to stop thinking about it. How do you stop thinking about it? I know I can't fight City Hall. (laughs) I just need you to tell me how to get off of this so I can work on things that my mind should be working on. I like that. So what what we have to do is you have to get to the end. Like, what is your desired outcome? Your desired outcome would be... I want restitution. Well, is that likely to happen? No. So we kind of have to take the thought because what you're saying... To be honest with you, I think it's gone now. I voiced it on the podcast. (gasps) I think it's out. This is my theory. You just need... So here's the thing. Maybe. I should just start a podcast where I yell about things that bother me? Not surprisingly, <laughs> that you are a verbal processor. Oh, yeah. So am I. Yeah. Totally get it. I, I got to get, get it out. I get paid to speak. Right. It's awesome. Um, My good, long-suffering husband, such a good sport, he just knows sometimes I really just need to speak things out, and then I hear myself say it and go, oh, that's what I was looking for. I just needed to hear it. Thank you. Okay. And, and, and then it's done and then right. it's gone and then I can act on it. But I really do sometimes have to verbalize and get that out there before it releases its hold on my brain, right? So so what you're saying is maybe we have exercised the uh, the ghost. I've we have, exercised we have, the demons. We is have exercised the demons of, and also the, the, the realization that there's nowhere, oh, there's no satisfying end of this for no, you. No, there isn't. <laughs> It's like a math problem where it doesn't add up at the end. We're not going to win. It's driving me nuts. It's $20 and we're not going to win. So, uh, yeah, if we don't know what the solution might be, if there's really nothing that you can do Well, you know how I get back at them. You know how I get back at them. Oh, boy. Now, every time I go out and I drink something, I'm swinging by the house and peeing in my toilet. Coming to my own house. I'm going to overdo the sewage in this city. I'm I'm getting my sewage back. I'm getting my sewage back, Colleen. I'm getting my sewage back. Okay. If you have Every anything, penny. if you have, if you're outside of the Evergreen Park area and you want to throw something in the Evergreen Park sewer, you come see me. You can do it in my house. I'm getting my sewage back. I paid for it. I think that's fair. And you've got twenty thousand gallons that didn't go back. Thank into. you. Hello. <laughs> So, you got some catching up to do, it sounds like. I like it. It's the middle of the show song. 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 Chris had nothing to put here, so he put this song. 
It's the middle of the show song. It's not quite the middle of the show, but I might go a little later today. Might add an extra five minutes onto the 30 minutes. I got a lot I still want to get to. So this portion of the show brought to you by Hyatt Home Medical Equipment right here in Evergreen Park. Switch to a new age of life. Why put mom or dad or grandma or grandpa or even yourself into assisted living? Now they have the technology to turn your home into a smart home. Doors that open and close with the touch of an app. Lifts to get you from one floor to the other. They can greatly reduce the fall risk in the house by installing different aids around the home. They can retrofit the shower. They can install specialized beds and chairs. You name it, they have it. If you mention the EP podcast, you get money off. Plus, they're going to work with the insurance companies and get you the best price possible. Look, the people with the best equipment happen to be right here in the EP, and you can talk to them face-to-face. Stop in and see them, 3518 West 95th Street, right here in the EP, or check out hhme.com. A few years back when the pandemic broke out, one of the voices that we used to hear from all the time was John Brand from Open Outcry Brewing Company. Our good friend over there would bring over beer, we talk about what businesses were going through, and we kind of followed his journey through that whole thing. A lot of small businesses didn't make it. He seemed to thrive, and it was interesting to listen to the insight that he had. Now that the pandemic is basically over, we're going to introduce a brand new segment that we're going to do with John going forward. It's called The Beer with Brand. It's a chance for somebody else here in Evergreen Park to sit down and have a beer with John Brand. I'm going too, because, like, I like the free beer. I think it'll be interesting to listen to a small business owner talk with another small business owner or let's say a politician in the EP, or somebody who's of great interest to people in the community. Just an added little wrinkle that I think could be a lot of fun. Because as you'll hear next, right here on the EP podcast, when I last visited Open Outcry at 109th and Western, things have come full circle for John. And listen closely, it's very interesting how much habits of those that go out to bars and restaurants and breweries like that have changed since before the world turned upside out. A pitcher of beer, a pitcher of beer, let's order another pitcher of beer. That pitcher of beer should come over here. I love that pitcher of beer. I'm enjoying the last good weekend of 2022 sitting right along the sidewalk on Western Avenue with John Brand. It's a beautiful day, and he insisted on being, like, right on the edge of his bar where, like, the cars are going by, the sun is shining, before I'm sure you'll have to shut these doors until spring, my friend. Last people watching weekend of the year, probably. Um, I think, yeah, uh, after tomorrow, it's dropping again. So this might be the last weekend the doors open. How was the summer? Do you have, like, a thing that stands out to you, like a, a favorite moment? I think the headline is this is our first summer it was our first summer with no restriction. We were able to operate our business as usual, as normal, and it was great. It was it was started to feel like the old days again. The crowds were great. The beer this summer was fantastic. The kitchen's cranking out pies. It felt really good. It felt good to be back. Does it feel the way that it did back in, in 2019 in the summer? Is it uh have, have people's habits changed? That's a great question. Habits have changed. We've noticed that the normal ebbs and flows of the busy times, like the lunch, what used to be the busy time for lunch and what used to be the busy time for dinner seems to have shifted a little bit. I don't know if it's going to go back to the way it was before, but uh, but it has changed. And it's made staffing a little, a little bit more of a challenge, but um, 
your original question, are things back to normal? Yeah, they kind of feel back to normal. Maybe not quite, but it's it's pretty close. I have a theory about that. Follow me on this one, okay? Like in Europe, in different European countries, because of the way that the culture is, whether or not people are at home more, or in Spain, like they take siestas, or they, like there, there are different hours of the day when people eat. In Italy, they have three-hour dinners, but they start at a different time. Is it possible when more people start working from home, more people start prioritizing their family, and when they started going back to work and going back to normal, that that changed the hours, that changed the way that they go out and do things, and that's probably why you see a difference. Uh, you could be right. You might be onto something. Uh, uh, we've noticed, for anyone that's in the restaurant business, they might be able to understand what I mean by this. So, uh, before the world changed, you would have your big rush at lunch, and you'd have your big rush at dinner, and on the tails of either side of those rushes, you would have a ramp up and a ramp down. What, what, what we've noticed is that those big rushes are flatter and it's more steady and the rushes aren't as crazy as they used to be. So it feels like it's, it's, there's less moments of chaos and it's spread out more. The other interesting thing that's happened, it seems like some days there's two bumps so it used to be one big bump in the in the dinner rush hour. We'll have a little bit of a bump before what you would expect to be the dinner rush, and then a tail off. And then sometime around 7, 38 o'clock, we get another bump. And this is a change in, change in consumer behavior that we saw after the pandemic. I, I don't exactly know what the reason for that is, but, um, but I, for us, that's been the biggest change. We're, we now expect two rushes in the evening instead of one big chaotic one. We're sitting here on a beautiful day, and we all know that winter is coming. It's like Game of Thrones, man. Winter is coming, okay? Uh, do you change things? Does it does it make you uh, market differently with your Instagram post? Uh, does it change like what beers are we're going to see on tap in the next couple of months? Does it does it change anything in the tap room or the food menu? Like, do you look at the change in seasons as? a time where there are changes that happen inside your business? Oh, for sure. So in the kitchen, for example, uh, we love doing wheat, different soups and stews every week. So you're going to see those come back. The kitchen also has been experimenting with different meats. I think you're going to see some um, some creativity around different types of steaks. Uh, I know Chef was experimenting with different type of flank steaks and uh, different type of dressings on top of steaks. So you're going to see some of that. Uh, on the beer side, Eric Eric will brew some seasonal beers. We did do some barrel testing uh, a couple weeks. Yeah, I didn't get my invite for that. I saw. I saw. I didn't get. I didn't get an invite for the barrel testing. Did you pick out some good ones? We got some really good ones. Yeah, we're super happy with the way some of those beers were tasting coming out of the barrels. And he was throwing around some ideas with different adjuncts to throw in some of those barrels. Uh, so you're gonna see those in the coming weeks. Excited about that. Is it? Do you think that's fun for him? Because I mean, I mean, it's no secret. If it was barrel-aged, it started with one brewer, it'll end with the other brewer. Like, is that fun for him to, to say, okay, I didn't start this, but this is how I want to end it? Like, do you think he enjoys that? It's almost like, it's almost like you know, just playing a different level in the game. You're cautiously optimistic when you're tasting other, other previous brewers' beer. But we went through it. It all turned out really, it all turned out really, really nice. So uh, he's got a game plan for what he's going to do with each of those barrels. There's... 30 of them back there. So we got a lot of, we got a lot of barrel. They're not for show. Like when you come in here, you think, oh, it's just really like, like a, a cool ambiance thing in the back with the barrels against the wall. Those aren't for show. They're filled with beer. No, those are filled with beer. Yeah. They're in the tap room because we don't have anywhere else to put them. <laughs> we're working, we're working with limited space here on 109th and Western. We're going to have some barrel aged beers. We're going to kind of see a, a, a winter menu. Cabins, stay tuned for the cabins. 
for the dome season this year. Information on that will be coming out here soon. A beautiful day. John Brand sitting here enjoying his brewery uh, in a in a good mood. I, I love I love when he's got he's got that, that twinkle in his eye. It's like a beautiful day, and like the the place is filled with people. He absolutely loves it. That's the Oktoberfest. I've had a few of them. <laughs> We'll be checking in with John again soon. Thanks a lot, buddy. 109th at Western Open Outcry. Check him out. Thanks, bud. Let's wrap this show up with your EP podcast, Word on the Street, brought to you by Cool Clouds Vapor Shop. Quitting smoking is hard, and Cool Clouds wants to give you an alternative. Full Taster Bar CBD products. Check out everything they have to offer at CoolCloudsVapor.com or stop in and see them right here in Evergreen Park, 3837 West 95th Street. This Friday, Evergreen Park, get out to 50 Acre Park. They're having the costume parade, the pumpkin patch, refreshments, goodie bags for the kids, hay rides. It's the Halloween Parade. Kicks off at 6 p.m. The event goes until 7.30. 91st and Rockwell again over at 50 Acre Park. This is for EP residents only. Their children ages 0 to 11. And the barn will be open, holding an open house. I don't know if they dress all the animals, but I hope they dress up some of them. Like a horse dressed as a sheep, maybe. You can dream. And right after Halloween, everybody skips over Thanksgiving and gets right to Christmas. And that's why they're already setting up the Chris Kindle Market Day Trip Tuesday, December the 13th from noon until 6.15 in the evening. It's $95. You get a lunch at the Grand Lux Restaurant after you go check out that market in downtown Chicago. You get a visit to Macy's for window displays downtown and the beauty of the lights on the Magnificent Mile. Call the Office of Citizen Services. For more details, 708-422-8776. And the Evergreen Park Youth Department having another American Academy of Pediatrics babysitter class on Saturday, November the 5th, 9 a.m. until 3.30 in the afternoon over at the Community Center. The cost is $55. It's due on October the 28th. It is a limited size class for kids 12 and older. For more information, 708-229-3377. And as this show comes to a close, a quick reminder, you can get every episode of the EP Podcast on demand anywhere podcasts can be found and always at the eppodcast.com. So as this episode ends, you can listen to one of the previous ones. Or you can check out another show on the Broadcast Basement On Demand Radio Network. This quick look at what else is on the Broadcast Basement Network Currently brought to you by Sid Sauce, that is the Evergreen Park Company, growing the peppers, bottling the peppers, and distributing delicious hot sauces all throughout Evergreen Park and the surrounding area. Check them out at SidSauce.net. And if you want to try something different, check out Southside Pod, currently on that feed, a real-life Ghostbuster. And he's looking for three more Ghostbusters, so he's not alone. And coming up later on this week, the next episode is going to have a haunted tour guide that actually provides ghosts. I didn't believe him either. He showed me pictures. I kind of believe. Another show is wrapped up. Another show's in the books. Another show is wrapped up. And then by the looks, it's going to be a good one. And we'll see you next week. And the nude is basement. And the nude is basement. 
Another show is wrapped up. Another show is wrapped up. Another show is wrapped up. And it's in the books. Another show is wrapped up. Another show is wrapped up. And by the looks, it's gonna be a good one. Nudie's Basement. Broadcast. Basement. The Nudie's Basement. The Broad Basement. Slancha. The EP Podcast. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found and always at the eppodcast.com.